Welcome back to another edition of Salt City FC, covering soccer on the Wasatch Front, the men's game, the women's game, uh, pro game, college game, even a little bit of the high school game, which is ironic because I'm joined today on this episode by two former Utah high school, I'm not even going to say players, stars <laughs> of the Utah high school circuit. Uh, one of them literally set a record at her high school, actually. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but they also grew up playing collegiate soccer in Utah, and now they are back, back home on the Wasatch Front with Utah Royals FC, former Alta High legendary attacking <laughs> midfielder, Michelle Murphy, you may have known her at the time. Michelle Vasconcelos now. I, I promise I was going to get your name right. <laughs> Almost messed up. I corrected myself. It's perfect. Um, and then Cameron Tucker from Lone Peak by way of BYU and now making her way back home to play in the NWSL with the Utah Royals. Ladies, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks uh, for having To us. talk about your careers. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's, let's start with that, actually. Um, because Murph, we've we've talked a little bit about this already about you coming home. You've made the media rounds as I think you were like the second player signed by this new iteration of the Royals behind Michaela Coolahan, another Utah high school product, by the way. We've already had her on the show. We don't need to talk about Kayla. <laughs> um, let's let's get Cam's reaction though to coming back home to play for the Royals. Because uh, I saw something pop up on your Instagram actually when you found out or officially found out or the news was made official, something like that. You were actually here, I think. Yeah. Uh, with a couple of other BYU girls or something like that. So what was just kind of your reaction to coming home yeah, to play for the Royals? Yeah, so I actually, in that video, I had no idea at the time that that was what was happening. So that's, my GM from Houston was calling me to, I thought we were just going to have a like, quick little catch up. Um, but yeah, it was funny. I was with Kayla and then Lava and Dobby were in the car as well. Um, and I was like, shh. Like, be quiet, be quiet. Like, my GM's calling me. Um, but, yeah, she called to tell me that I was being traded, and I was so shocked and surprised. But, obviously, I was so excited. Um, and it was so exciting that they were with me. And, of course, Kayla, um, that she was with me because we had talked about, like, you know, this this would be a dream come true for us to mm. be able to play together again. So, um, yeah, I was just so excited, and it's been awesome so far. So, You kind of broke out in Houston with the Dash um, after getting into the league, originally signing with, with now Gotham FC. I think they were Sky Blue at the time when you signed with them, or maybe was, they just made the change to Gotham. Yeah, I think they had just barely. It was um, and, and, then you, and then you moved over to Houston and really started to, to find your footing and, and find your growth in a lot of ways professionally with the Dash. Was it a little bit bittersweet leaving there to come back home, or did the sweep pretty quickly over, overcrowd the bitter, I guess? Yeah, I mean... I loved my time in Houston, and I'm so thankful for that organization for um, taking me in and giving me a place to call home at the time. Um, and so, yeah, and I made such great friends. So, yeah, it was a little bit bittersweet, but obviously, like you were saying, um, I was so excited to be coming home. So I was just like, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it kind of just, you know, so. For sure. Well, Murph, we've, we've mentioned this a time or two. Like I said, you've done a million media rounds and whatnot. But when you came in with the Royals, um, for a hot minute, it was you and Kayla Coolahan, two Utah products and whatnot. And then as you started seeing more and more former BYU athletes, 
former Utah players, that kind of thing, kind of make the same sort of homecoming that I think you had planned in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. uh, coming back to Utah from Portland. Did you get a little bit excited to see like, oh yeah, I remember her from club, or I remember competing against her in high school maybe, or or, or from BYU or something like that. Did, does that make you a little bit excited kind of seeing more and more homecomings like that too? Definitely, yeah, and I think just for the fans as well, like it's, it's exciting to know players on the team. I think with a pro team, yeah, like your your kids look up to the players and everything, but when they actually know those players or they watch them in college, it makes it a lot more special. So for me, I was excited. I mean, BYU alumni, even if I didn't play with these players, I still <laughs> feel like, you know, we're already friends, sisters, you know, and then Carly, I played with Carly a little bit in Kansas City as well. Mm. So all the Utah girls feel like I have a connection too. For sure. I'm glad you mentioned that because you, I remember the first time you came back to the Royals, um, talking with you, you, you said you worked so hard to get back home to play for that yeah. Utah team. Uh, and then I think you literally made like one appearance and the team ended up uprooting and moving over to Kansas City. How hard was that kind of second move, I guess, away in your pro career with the whole shutting down of the Royals, you guys moving to Kansas City, and, and you kind of reinvigorated your career in a lot of ways, so it worked out really well. But was it hard at the time making that move to KC? Yeah, it was really hard, especially because, you know, I left Chicago, like a really good program, in the hopes that I was coming home for more support with the travel and everything to have family around, and so to be here for less than a month. Um, and I'm not bashing on Kansas City at all, but they just weren't ready for the program yet. And so then to go and, you know, to be in like a building team again, it was it was a tough, I think, situation for my career as well. Luckily, it worked out and I'm back in Utah now, but it was it was initially very hard. I think it was tough for a lot of people, for a lot of fans, for a lot of people in this greater RSL organization, those who were around the original Royals mm -hmm. uh, and whatnot. And so I remember like I remember when the the there was an ownership change with Real Salt Lake. Um, uh, David Blitzer and Ryan Smith bought the team and everything, and there was a, a press conference. Literally the first question at that presser was, hey, guys, any chance that the Royals are coming back? <laughs> I almost felt bad for them because I'm like, they just bought an MLS team, and people want to, like, ask about the women's team. But, like, that's how big yeah. this program was mm -hmm. when it left. Like, it left this hole in the soccer community that seeing it come back, I think, was, was a really big deal for a lot of the fans. And I think seeing some local players like you guys come back uh, and kind of reinvigorate the team has been really big for that fan base as well. You also went overseas mm -hmm. in the amount of time that you were away. So you went, you you left Utah, went to Kansas City, then went to Spain, mm -hmm. um, played for most of a season, half a season, somewhere in there, with, yeah, with, Sevilla, in Sevilla. Yeah, mm -hmm. with Sevilla FC, um, and then came back mm -hmm. to Portland. Yeah, just I been believe. bouncing around. Ever <laughs> since, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you still jet lagged? Yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> um, and B, how big? Because I, I saw, I watched you play a little bit over in Spain, and I saw some interviews that you did with some media over there and whatnot. It's, it seems like you grew a lot during that year in Spain. How big was kind of that season, just in terms yeah. of your professional growth, your your personal growth, maybe some. You got to take you got to take your daughter Scarlett over there, mm -hmm. um, and and kind of have her be, I guess, trilingual now, because I'm sure she learns a little bit of Portuguese from <laughs> your husband, Pedro, yeah. and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. But how big was that year for you um, before you came back over to the NWSL? Yeah, um, it was a really 
important year for our family too. Really cool to be away, um, especially like you mentioned, Scarlett was in an all Spanish school. Um, Pedro was traveling constantly to soccer games to go watch games. Um, and then me as a player, it was really cool to see European soccer, especially Spanish, so Spanish soccer to play against like Barcelona and Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid to see the soccer over there. Um, but then also it was really cool for me to see the NWSL and what we provide for our players there. Because I think in Spain, you know, that's still forthcoming. They don't have a lot of mm. things that we have in the NWSL. Um, and so while I did love the soccer over there, I missed the NWSL and, like, the certain things that we have. You know, I think for them it was quite shocking to have a mother on the team. There was one time I asked for Scarlett if she could ride back on the bus with us, and she's like, okay, well, you need to ask the girls. You need to ask, like, is this okay? It was, like, really this, like, big ordeal. I was like, she's just riding on the bus next to me, you know? I was like, <laughs> I'll keep her quiet, but... So, yeah, for them, I think um, it just was interesting to have a mother, whereas here it's more, you know, they're definitely more welcoming and more helpful. <laughs> yeah, some of the team media over there, again, I, I watched a whole bunch of your interviews over there, and it, it did seem like a really big thing of, like, yeah. you have a child, too, but you're yeah. also playing. And I feel like that's one area where the NWSL does a really good job of, of taking care of, of, of you girls as players um, is kind of just sort of that off-the-field stuff. Absolutely. They make sure... There's adequate maternity leave if, yeah. if you do have a child or they make sure that you have like uh, mental health resources have been a, a big one the last couple of years. I think it yeah. feels like the league is taking really big steps kind of in some of those matters a little mm -hmm. bit off the field, I guess, yeah. to make sure you guys have uh, uh, sort of what you need. Have you seen that even uh, sort of in your in your time with the league cam, just what the league has been doing, not just. To, to facilitate you guys as players, but also as people in some ways? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think coming into the league um, two years ago, I've even seen it grow since then. And, um, like, the different teams I've been on, obviously they have provided different things. But um, it's been really cool to see the emphasis, especially I think something that's been really helpful for me is the mental health aspect of it. Um, coming to be a pro is a lot, and I think that um, you don't really – well, you do realize it, but you don't really at the time how mentally draining that could be. So having those resources, I think, have, have been incredible. And I think it's helping everyone um, be a better soccer uh, soccer player. So, Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. What um, – reintroduce us a little bit because I'm, I'm an NWSL junkie, so I've watched you in Houston the last couple of years. Uh, but I know there are probably a lot of local soccer fans who sort of saw you – the most often, the most recently while you were at BYU. Mm -hmm. How is NWSL Cam Tucker different from BYU Cam Tucker just in Ooh. the last two years? <laughs> uh, I'm like, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, I are, mean, are you playing a different position? Have you learned anything new? Like, or, or are you still the same goal-scoring, banger-scoring yes. striker that you always were? I mean, were? yes, I want to be that person. Um, I feel like I play a little bit more wide now. Where at BYU, we played in more of a 4-4-2 all the time. So I was playing more of a like central forward sort of player. So I think in the NWSL I play more um, on the wing. Um, so so yeah, I don't know. It's it's a different game for sure. It's faster, it's quicker. So I definitely have learned to, you know, pass the ball better. You can't rely as much on your speed and mm -hmm. stuff because um, everyone is just as fast. So I think that I've developed um, – technically more so since I've been in college so yeah sure one of the advantage one of the advantages of you playing in Houston 
Um, and I sound like I'm going to knock Gotham FC. I'm not. <laughs> They're literally the champs, so there's not much yeah. to knock right now. Yeah. Um, but one of the advantages of you playing in Houston is there's not a Big 12 team in New York. There is there are a couple in Texas. Mm -hmm. So you actually got to see BYU during this past year a couple yeah. of times yeah. while you were living over there. I saw you travel to like Baylor and, and some other area some, when they yeah. were in that area and yeah. whatnot. Were you following kind of this past season as your old team took the step up to Big 12 play and you yeah. were able to see them personally and whatnot? What was kind of this past season like for you as an alum of that program? Yeah, I mean, it was super exciting. I feel like this last like graduating group was not that I don't have any more friends on BYU, I do, but like that was like the last like big group of all my friends. Like, so I was very interested to see how they would compete in the Big 12. It's for me, I think the WCC and the Big 12, like they're kind of different styles of play. You know, you're gonna yeah. come across people like teams like Texas who are big girls who like will are more physical. Where I feel like in the WCC you might not see that as much. So um, it was fun to be able to get to go to those. Um, some of those games in Texas and watch that um, and see the girls like compete and obviously adapt to that style. So it's super fun to watch. I threw Cam a little bit of a bone to her alma mater. I, got, I feel like I got to ask you the same, pretty much the same thing, Murph, <laughs> uh, about what just where that program is at. Like, what do you think it says about a program like BYU and maybe a coach like Jen Rockwood uh, to be able to take this team from a very different type of team competing against all West Coast teams in the WCC, like you saw, uh, and whatnot. Former WCC Player of the Year, by the way. Oh, heck yeah. Murphy. Um, she, <laughs> I still remember. I still remember. <laughs> um, but what do you think it says about, about Jen and that program to be able to kind of take this team playing this very, like, California, West Coast style mm -hmm. of play and to move it into the heartland with this physical style, bigger girls, like – I, I was just, I was always impressed every week in the Big 12 by their physicality yeah. every week. Uh, but to be able to adapt to that and to be one of the best teams at conference, like just what do you think it says about that program? Well, I think in college too, as I was thinking, I was like, it can be pretty easy to get comfortable. But I feel like one thing with Jen is she's always like pushing for what's next and trying to, you know, play better opponents and things like that. Um, and so, I mean, she did just that. I think that conference is going to be awesome, you know. I think the WCC, um, it provided a lot of good growth in the years that BYU was in it, but then to be able to take the step to really push, and like you said, every game that they played was like a battle. Um, and then it prepared them for the tournament as well. So I think that's something that, you know, in years past that we kind of struggled with, that we'd play the conference and then the tournament, you know, we didn't feel as prepared. And so I think it has helped a lot. For sure. Um, your Royals admins aren't going to be happy that I bring this up, but this is officially out now. BYU released this. You guys are playing your alma mater oh. during the spring season. Oh, yeah. They posted this on their Instagram just earlier today. Um, <laughs> admins, admins in the background a little bit signed some. So I'm not going to say the date. It's, it's, again, it's on their Instagram page. But I'm not going to say the date. But to be able to play your alma mater, to be able to play BYU in a in – a, kind of a preseason friendly, I guess, in some ways. Kind of cool to sort of see some of the girls and, and maybe measure yourself up against where you used to be to where you are now, or? Yeah, I mean, we, when I was in college, we would play the Royals um, did, in the true, spring yeah. season game, and it was always very challenging um, being on BYU and playing them. So I think it'll be fun, you know. Um, I think it's something that those girls look forward to. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see the girls. I'm excited to see Jen and their coaches. So, 
saying? I was like, I don't know many of the girls now, so it's not the same. <laughs> you know, a little bit more yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's always good to see the coaches um, and just, I mean, BYU. It's still that special feeling. So, what did, what did you learn the most? I want to get a little bit into that, Cam, because what did you learn the most as a collegiate player, being able to test yourself against pro competition like that? Because I do feel like that's maybe something that the NWSL uh, has brought to the college game that yeah. maybe a lot of pro fans don't necessarily think about. But it, it, it feels like that can be like a really big motivator for you to be able to say like, hey, I can hang with these girls. Or maybe sometimes on the other end of, I gotta get a lot better to hang yeah, with these girls, right? Yeah, we hope it's, we hope it's, yeah, I can't hang. Yeah, I mean, when, like, yeah, it, it was really cool being able to, because some of us also could would come and train with the Royals and actually be in like practices and stuff um, in the summer times. So it was cool to like, be able to be around that and to see kind of what that looks like because I think um, before I had that experience I wasn't really sure what like being a professional soccer player looked like or felt like Um, definitely could feel how much faster the game was when we played against them and with them Um, but yeah it was a super cool experience so I hope that the BYU girls find playing us as a cool experience too yeah all jokes aside I think it is a very good pathway and like you said it's like wow this is possible and it's within reach yeah and I think that's one of the coolest things about bringing the Royals back to Utah is that the college players can see that the young girls boys whatever they can come to the games and see like I can do that too yeah for sure the I'm I'm really impressed um and you've seen this a whole bunch in the last while you've been making those media rounds and those kind of promotional rounds and everything, Murph, uh, I've been really impressed by like this this role model take that a lot of you, you and Kayla in particular, I'll, I'll just I'll just name names right there, um, for the first couple of months, you really kind of took that on your shoulders of like, I remember being, you know, that little club soccer player, that high school soccer player, and, and I want to be a role model of those girls now. Um, so maybe just in, in your words, like, how big is kind of that responsibility, I guess, for you right now as somebody who's who's reached just about the highest level of the game right mm-hmm. right right now to be able to kind of give back in that manner to say like now it's it's my turn to to help bring up this next generation as well. Like how how big of a responsibility is that on your shoulders? You, yeah. Do you see that? Um, I mean, it is a big responsibility, but it's also not because I think just naturally, like especially being from Utah, like we want to give back to the community. You know, I want to go back from where I'm from or to, you know, those kids that maybe need football, soccer in their lives. Um, and just to like share the love of the game with them. Um, so for me, I mean, I love doing that stuff. I think it's really cool. It kind of makes you remember why you play too. Cause it can be, you know, this is a job now, this is tiring, this is stressful, yeah. but then you go and you see the joy and just all that and giving back, and it really provides good perspective. For sure, for sure. Uh, this feels like a good time to mention that that is the former Michelle Murphy, now Michelle Vasconcelos, who is still Alta High School's single season record holder with 37 goals and 22 assists. Is this true? I don't believe that's been beaten yet. I don't it's know. Still I a... heard Brecken might have. I don't know. I don't. She might have she might have you in goals. I think oh, you have her in both. points. Oh, okay. Because you're know. still top five in points in UHSA history. Let's go from that from that season. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, I'm just saying three state titles in four years. Oh, like, yeah. uh, former Alta High star, can do great things at Lone Peak too. I don't want to I don't want to diminish that either. But I, I'm pretty sure that is still a points record 
at the school. That's uh, sick. I, I think it is. It's still, back or it's up there at least. Back in the day. <laughs> it's up there at least, yeah. Uh, the the thing I the thing I loved, I, I talked with Brecken a little bit about a week or so, maybe two weeks ago now, uh, for another episode here, and, and she kept going back to playing for the Royals, playing for a professional team. Uh, she said, literally in my own backyard, like she she lived about, 15 minutes away from the from the stadium like mm-hmm. close enough to mm-hmm. to uh to ride her bike to it and whatnot were uh were you kind of that same way when you either the first time you came back to the royals or the second time of, of being like yes i represent utah but i also get to represent sandy like, oh yeah sandy oh for sure um i mean we played the high school state finals at real well, at america first field um, so it do, we're like, all still totally, making, making the changes. I know at the riot, um, it really felt like home to me, especially yeah, Sandy. I mean, all of, even our neighbors, everyone, you know, they're like, we're getting tickets, we're so excited. So it's really cool. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, I really appreciate you girls uh, uh, hanging out with me for or young women. Excuse me, you're not <laughs> girls anymore. Covered both of you in high school, but I'm like, you're not girls anymore. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you hanging out with me for a couple minutes on this show. Let me get you out of here on this, because we've talked a whole bunch about high school soccer and about BYU and everything. So I want to end with your current team. You, you, you've you been through a couple weeks of training camp here. Um, the, uh, the season opener is right around the corner. We're just under a month, I guess, away from that season opener. Um, and so I feel like you've, you've seen just enough of this new team and head coach Amy Rodriguez, kind of how she wants you guys to play. What's the number one thing you can tell us? And I hope I'm not asking for too many tactics because A-Rod will get really mad at me if I do. But what's sort of the number one thing you can tell us about how this new Utah Royals FC team is going to play for this re-inaugural season in 2024? I think something um, that's not giving too much away is just like, we're a really hardworking group of girls, and I think that um, we'll be gritty and we'll be relentless, and I think that's something that you should expect to see from us, um, especially when we play at home and also away. Um, yeah, what I, else? I think also, like with the soccer side, we want to be a team that has the ball. We don't want to just be like a transition team, you know. We want to have the ball and – Squirgles, obviously, <laughs> but do it with the ball. So. Yep, yep. 100%. So uh, relentless team, an aggressive team, one that holds the ball up really well. Uh, A-Rod was pretty good at that in her playing days, too. Mm-hmm, I c- covered sure. her a little bit with the Royals. Um, she, was a, she was a pretty good ball winner and ball holder. Um, her her hold-up play, I always felt like, was a little bit underrated, even with the national yeah, team in yeah. some ways. So yeah. um, I'm trying not to ask too much, A-Rod. If you're listening to this, <laughs> she's not going to listen to this. Who am I kidding? No. Who am I kidding? We could give away everything right Yeah, now. exactly. She won't know. Just kidding. Uh, but Michelle Vasconcelos, Cam Tucker, two former Utah High School standouts, stars, record holders for a time, two former BYU stars, and now making their way back home with Utah Royals SC. Thanks so much for joining me, and uh, we'll see you guys at the Riot at America First School. Yeah, we'll see you on the pitch. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.